Sure. And with your permission, uh, I am recording. We are talking with former Illinois Governor George Ryan. He has a new book coming out this week detailing his long journey from someone who initially voted for the death penalty in Illinois to the person who effectively brought it to an end with the commutation of every sentence on death row just hours before he left office. The book is called Until I Could Be Sure. Former Governor George Ryan is here with us. And Governor, uh, before we get into the book, I I know a lot of people are wondering, it's been a a long time since we've heard your voice down here, just wondering how you were doing these days, how you're coping during the pandemic. Bring us uh, up to date. Well, I'm I'm doing fine. uh, I'm uh, I'm 86 years old now, and I'm kind of hiding from the virus. It's uh, I've been, uh, been staying pretty close to my home in Kankakee for the last several weeks. But it, I've been, uh, you know, I'm healthy and active, and uh, I still have a couple of daughters that live in Springfield, so I get down there once in a while and uh, kind of do what I want to do. When, uh, when you could be relaxing and enjoying your family, you've decided to write this book with Maurice Posley, an investigative reporter who uh, dug deep into the death penalty in Illinois uh, many years ago. Uh, why have you decided to write this book at this time detailing this part of your career? Well, I've, I've been working on this for you know, some time since I left office and uh, uh, had to do a lot of research on it and uh, got a lot of advice and uh, finally decided that, uh, that to get active with it, and, and we got it done. And then they're going to the outdate is I think uh, Friday. It, it does come out Friday, um, and it, it, it's an an interesting story in as much as uh, what got a little bit lost in the shuffle at the time back in 2003 when you made the most momentous decisions on the death penalty. Uh, is that you, in fact, were one of the people voting to reinstate the death penalty in Illinois back in the 1970s after the U.S. Supreme Court struck down capital punishment and then states tried to craft new laws that would pass constitutional muster. Uh, You were relatively new in the legislature just a few years in at that time and voted in favor of the death penalty in the 1970s. What led you to do so then? Well, my whole career and my whole life prior to, uh, to, to making my, my change, I was a pro-death penalty person. I thought the death penalty was an important part of the uh, criminal justice uh, field, and uh, it was a, a deterrent to crime and uh, all of those good things that, uh, that goes with it. And, of course, I remember that vote vividly uh, on the House floor, uh, when uh, Bob Mann, a, a, a Democrat from Chicago and an anti-death penalty guy, stood up and said, for those of you that are voting green here today and voting for this issue, uh, how many of you would be willing to throw the switch? And uh, I thought about that. It was a pretty good uh, thought. And I, I thought about it and thought, well, I uh, I think it's a good law and I think we need to have it and we need to have a death penalty uh, I don't want to throw the switch, uh, but uh, so but, but I voted for it anyway. Little did I know that some 20 years later, I would be uh, I'd be have the, the the power and the authority to throw the switch. Effectively, as governor, you could make that decision whether or not that that switch gets thrown. So, at what point did you begin to harbor doubts about the death penalty in Illinois? Well, when all uh, when all of the, the flaws with it, uh, the Tribune did a series, a whole series on it about the the, the problems with the death penalty, uh, prosecutorial misconduct, uh, uh, 
the uh, convicting people of, uh, to, to putting them on death row from jailhouse snitches, which is probably one of the most unreliable forms of information for anybody to work with. Uh, all white juries convicting uh, African Americans uh, to spend some time in prison and so on and on death row. And then we found out that there was, uh, uh, you know, a, a, a group of people that became innocent. I mean, they were exonerated. They, they were put on death row, convicted and put on death row, only to be uh, found later guilty by uh, uh, different means and, and were exonerated and, and turned loose. And that's part of when I got uh, got involved was with the, the, the case in Chicago with Anthony Porter, who uh, was convicted and sent to death row for about 15 years. And I was watching television one one night after, after dinner with my wife, and WGN was on and from Chicago, and uh, here's this little guy comes out of prison all smiles and happy that he's out of prison because he'd only been there 15 years and he was innocent. And I said to my wife, how does that happen in America? I ruined the guy's life, keep him in prison for 15 years, tell him he's going to be killed every morning when he gets up, and uh, make him stay there. Then all of a sudden they say, well, well, it wasn't all of a sudden. It was a group of journalism students who went out and found the real killer up in Wisconsin, hired a, an investigator, and uh, found the fellow that did the killing and got an ex got a uh, con uh, a uh, confession from him. So it was uh, kind of stimulated me a little bit and, and aggravated me, frankly, that, that that would happen the way it did. And that's really what triggered me to get more involved in it. And yet, when uh, it came before you, uh, one of the first, I believe, actually the first death penalty case that, that you encountered as governor, the case of Andrew Cocorales, uh, and you had the opportunity to call a halt to that, you let that execution proceed. Why? Well, I had a lot of uh, I had a lot of uh, people that <clears throat> on both sides of the aisle. Uh, they were pulling me both ways. Um, Corkyalis was a bad guy, a really a terrible guy, and committed some bad crimes. And uh, but but I had I had a lot of clergy, uh, I had a lot of as I said the, the anti-death penalty people that were uh, a after me and telling me you know there's there mistakes made in these systems. Uh, I I agonized over it and still do to somewhat. You know it's it's not uh, very pleasant <clears throat> to know that you're the guy that's had somebody killed. And uh, I did it, and I uh, I don't I don't regret doing it, <clears throat> but it bothers me that I did do it. I, I want to fast forward. We're talking with the former Illinois Governor George Ryan. Uh, his new book comes out on Friday called "Until I Could Be Sure." It's about the process that led him in the waning days of his administration uh, to issue a a, a blanket uh, moratorium on executions, in effect to to, uh, to commute the sentences of everybody who was on death row and to reduce those to natural life in prison. Governor, you looked at the Andrew Cocorales case and determined that he was, in fact, guilty. He was a, a bad dude uh, and allowed that execution to proceed. Uh, and I've spoken to families of, of victims of some of the men whose sentences you commuted who, who expressed a lot of frustration. They wanted to know why there wasn't that sort of individual attention given to each case and why uh, the initial sentence couldn't be carried out for those for whom there really was no doubt about their guilt. Uh, uh, of course, uh, he's the only person that, that was executed in my watch. 
So I can't answer for what uh, what happened prior to that time. Well, but uh, in terms of the commutation of the sentences, uh, people who thought that some of those individuals, and most of them, in fact, were indeed guilty uh, and should have had their original sentence carried out, but you had the, the blanket uh, commutation. Well, that's right. That's uh, right. And, uh, and the reason was I, 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 I went over every case, 167 people. I, I lived with, their, with, the, with loads of books and studied the records and in the, in the cases of all of those people. And I decided that I, uh, like like the errors that are found in all of these cases, that uh, I couldn't decide for sure which ones were absolutely guilty and which ones might not be. So uh, I, I commissioned uh, some people, <clears throat> a pretty brutal ribbon panel, to, uh, to to give me some recommendations that I could take to the General Assembly to pass some uh, laws that would make sure that we didn't execute or it would certainly help that we didn't execute an innocent person. And they passed, uh, they didn't pass. The General Assembly didn't pass. I think it was 85 bills that they presented. And uh, it was an election year, and the General Assembly didn't pass any, and they passed one. And the one bill that they passed that uh, stated that all confessions had to be videotaped. And uh, that was the only bill that passed. And it wasn't, well, it wasn't good enough because there were a lot of problems with the the problems of... uh, prosecutorial misconduct, uh, execute or sending people to death row on the testimony of a, of a jailhouse snitches. Uh, those are just uh, a few of the things that, that I said, look, we let a lot of errors in all of these things. But if you're going to have a law that's going to take somebody's life, and that's what the death penalty does, needless to say, is uh, better be a perfect law. And there's no way you're going to make that law perfect. So that convinced me in the waning days of my uh, tenure in office as governor that if I was going to leave the office um, and not do anything about the death penalty when I had the power to do it, uh, I would hate to wake up one morning after I was out uh, out of office and uh, find out that some fellow got executed that was innocent when I had the opportunity to, to make sure that that didn't happen. So the only way I could do that was to commute the sentences of everybody there. And and uh, and I did, and I would do it again. Governor, as you well know, there were people at the time who said this was politically calculated. You were under your own cloud that ultimately led to you going to prison, uh, that this was a way to, uh, to try to redeem your own reputation uh, and, and get some good press for yourself. Uh, well... I'll tell you this, that was, uh, I've heard all of that and then we've talked about it. Uh, there wasn't any truth in that. As a matter of fact, if I did anything like what I did, uh, it put the, put the star on my back finally, or the, the light on my back. I, I didn't have a prosecutor in the state of Illinois and in, in all the 102 counties and state's attorneys or any prosecutors at all uh, that uh, was in favor of what I did. <clears throat> and they were pretty vocal of it. Uh, several of them were. So if they thought that I did it to uh, to distract myself from the investigation, that just that just wasn't true. As a matter of fact, it probably hurt me more than it helped me. Almost 20 years later, has criminal justice in America improved? Uh, can we hand down harsh sentences, whether it's the death penalty, where that's still allowed, to natural life in prison with any degree of confidence that justice is actually being served? 
Well, uh, I, I would hope that, uh, that it's at least going to be looked at with the actions that uh, we took. Uh, um, Governor Quinn is the one that got the death penalty killed in Illinois. Um, and uh, I think the, the things that, that we did in my administration probably made that move and made that happen. But uh, uh, And if you look at the national level now with the problems in the Justice Department, with, the, with the, all of the agencies, the, the criminal justice agencies under a cloud, uh, I think that they need to, to do uh, clean the whole thing out and start over. Um, the prosecutor in my case uh, said he wanted to bag two two governors, and uh, he was successful. He got uh, Rod Bogoyevich and me. Do you feel you were unfairly targeted? Pardon? Do you feel you were unfairly targeted? Do I feel that way? Yes. Well, I think that I I think that what I did uh, didn't help my in the cause, and I think uh, yes, I think to some degree I was. Former Governor George Ryan. The book is called "Until I Could Be Sure." It is co-authored by Maurice Posley, investigative uh, reporter and a Pulitzer Prize-winning journalist. And the book does come out on Friday. And, and Governor, where is it going to be available? Uh, Amazon. You can uh, find it there. Again, former Illinois Governor George Ryan, uh, now author, Until I Could Be Sure, is the name of the book. Governor, thanks for your time. We appreciate it. Thanks very much.